Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right. We are uh, we're back after taking a, a bit of a, a schedule L. Um, we, we... Uh, I think we I think we deserved a break. I keep seeing these articles about being burnt out. I think everyone deserves to relax and um, take yeah. a sit. It the is... Nationals took their last week off. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is true. After after going for 280 weeks with I believe only missing one episode. I think I do think we have merited that. But I, mm-hmm. I, you know I, I'm not into lying to the listeners. I, like that wasn't a plan. We Did fucked we... up the schedule and went like, <laughs> oh shit, we can't all be on on the same day. Let's take a break and come back next week. Did we lose any subscribers? Uh, that would answering that question would require uh, someone, uh, perhaps the only person who like regularly maintains access to our various and sundry technical platforms, to actually look at that. <laughs> we'll, we'll have the the admin look into that later on. <laughs> uh, are. Are we going to meet the admin first? That's proprietary information. It's all well, proprietary. So, well, the reason I ask is because you know I I, I had a former life as an admin myself, and uh, a pretty significant part of that world was uh, both whining and dining and being wined and dined. Uh, oh, and, and so so there were in. In four years working in in digital marketing, uh, there there were many uh, there were many a drink and or meal uh, that my company paid for in order to uh, woo potential clients, and arguably even more drinks and meals that uh, tech vendors like uh, the one that Max may or may not currently work for. Uh, used to entice agencies like the one that I used to work for uh, to become clients. Uh, and that requires going out to lots of dinners, something that uh, I don't know if you've maybe been on some sort of uh, prolonged Rip Van Winkle tip for the last 18 months, uh, but it's changed mm-hmm. a lot. It, it has changed. And I think you're, you're leaning into something here, which is that, uh, it has changed profoundly in the smallest of ways, um, which is that you sit down, and usually the idea is if you go to dinner or get drinks with someone or whatever, it's maybe a time that you don't look at your phone. But, Max, what do we have to do now? You have to look at your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we have to look at our phones, Kevin? Uh, because we need to uh, scan the fancy code that gives us a link to their website, and then we open up the website on their phone to get the menu. Or we have to go to Toast and like put in our credit card for the five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. arrived. <laughs> is it is it supposed to be arrived? It's it's got a Y I, uh, and a V in it. I, I went to a restaurant recently, and I, I wish I could remember where it was. Although I'm kind of glad I didn't. And I walked in and said, "Yeah, can I can I get a table for for two? 
and the hostess looked at me and she said, yeah, you can just sit down and get the QR code like everywhere else. And it was so irritating to the bone. Like not only was it, it was just implied that that's how every restaurant worked. And I must've been living under a rock or, you know, in a global pandemic where I was following CDC guidelines and not eating out. And I just didn't realize that this was the new way, the new way that they have these so, taped. To, to, dis- to describe this specifically really quick, um, due to lingering, I, I guess, concerns fears and general hygiene theater um there are not physical uh menus in many restaurants anymore or they're disposable um they're even still the clean versus dirty pens thing but anyways a lot of restaurants now you go in and you sit down and instead of someone bringing you a menu to limit contact and and even the menu it skips a step you don't have to have a host or a hostess or a host um, taking you to the table you scan the code and then their menu is, is some way delivered to you be it a link or going to another thing but there is no physical menu in front of you there isn't even actually like anything written down about hey our specials today or this or that it is just the code and this is to max's point everywhere and of course you have said the magic two words hygiene theater Yes, because if I were to be as charitable as possible to the restaurants that are doing this, this is like a shift in protocol that they made, you know, in in the first half of 2020 when um, to to put it mildly, uh, the information landscape surrounding what COVID-19 was, how it was spread, was a fucking mess. Mm. And, and so, like, there there was... I mean, look, I, I, I've talked to my... I've talked to my parents uh, recently about how, how kind of at the early stages they were, they were on that sort of paranoid plan where you would, like, leave your packages out you know, for a day or two before you opened them. And it's just like all that kind of stuff that like in hindsight seems a bit crazy or maybe not crazy, but certainly a bit over the top. But like at the time, no one, no one had a really good grasp, but now we know this is a thing that is spread through airborne transmission almost exclusively. And so it's, maybe a, a tad bit puzzling to see you know that that these restaurants that did this were able to make a really kind of quick transition to this format last year and yet it's something that's kind of stubbornly stuck around i mean are, are we are we just falling on the sort of uh, extreme anti end of a spectrum and there are actually lots of people that really like this is they're not possible the that are but they're not going to be going out to these places like they'll because these places no longer have like space requirements and mm-hmm. other people aren't wearing masks so if someone is afraid to touch a menu they're probably not going to these places i don't even necessarily mean that like is is mm-hmm. it possible that there's like a a tech evangelist crowd or like a super environmentalist, like save the paper crowd. So I think that 
maybe both of those are the wrong framing. One thing that it is a, that has occurred to me as we're discussing this is something like um, the ones where where you open a tab from your phone. Um, I think of the the people who really don't get that you can uh, use some kind of money application to send people money. And I can imagine how now they can each open a tab to go to the table, which I'm sure is annoying for servers, but at least they don't have to split it at the end. They can just say, okay, you ordered two drinks, this appetizer in a dessert or, or whatever. Um, I think that that type of person likes it, but it is easy. I mean, it's not hard. I'm just complaining. Yes, Max. I did have one friend who said that uh, they liked it because um, it allowed them to look at their phone at the table and pretend like they were looking at the menu when they were actually looking on the internet. So, so you just have a friend who's an asshole. Yeah, exactly. I think they were being sarcastic, I hope. Um, but yeah, no, I really don't. I don't know. I don't know that anyone likes it better than a than a menu but we were well, we at were least you can turn up the brightness menu. on it it's ironically to... like this this was tried in i want to say i don't know exactly what restaurant and maybe an applebee's or a tgi fridays where they started replacing the servers with ipads Chili's. at the table chilies and i think we yes, might have even I'm, talked about it before i'm glad you said that because this when when pierce was talking about you know having four people at a table and them opening up four different you know four different checks on toast being something that was annoying for the servers and my thought was is that really more annoying than them like having to keep going to work as they get turned into grocery store employees in an increasingly self-checkout reliant world like they're they're going and training like you know I've been to places that have that system and someone basically has to come to your table and tell you how to use Uh, the thing that is going to take their job and and like that's one thing that I did did want to get to it being difficult. Um, the, it's not difficult for us. Like someone says, you scan the QR code. We know that. We inherently know that, and and that's fine. There are a lot of people that that I have observed go and get angry at restaurants because they're like, how was I supposed to know? And the QR code is right there in the middle of the table, but it's still it is a change for a lot of people. And it may not be evident what the policy is, and you need a little coddling, maybe. And also, some people, unfortunately, it's hard to read things on your phone if your eyes are not great, and you may not come expecting. Or they it. might oh. not even bring their phones. My, my, there's, if my parents went out to eat, they would not bring their cell phones. Mm. No it chance. Is, it is so funny to me that you mention eyesight because, and, and I, I don't want to air him out too badly, but but a person for whom. This is maybe a real quandary because I, I love him, but he's not the 100% most tech-savviest uh, person that I know. My dad, um, like, he sort of know he knows his way around it at this point, but also he is arguably someone who benefits from the system greatly because uh, he can't read menus in low-lit restaurants and hasn't been able to for 10 years. Uh it between it's either reading glasses, flashlight on the phone, or both, and and so I think there is a possibility, and I I haven't asked him, uh, but I think there's a possibility that in some ways this might actually be a really good system for yeah. my dad. Yeah, I, I think who listens to the pod sometimes. So, Dad, I'm 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 sorry that I have 
inadvertently cast aspersions on your uh, eyesight and and tech savviness i I think if there is um some guidance on it like good easy guidance like something in the well here's here's the thing if there's something basically in the middle of the table to scan this code to get the menu that's helpful but at that point you've put a piece of paper on the table which is what we're trying to get away from and so the the snake you know the snake's eating its own tail um and uh, yeah you know i I also feel like a lot of these restaurants that are doing or maybe not a lot but i've still seen places that give you like disposable cups for your drinks and so it's also wasteful there yeah i I mean this is this is one of those things where i do i do appreciate that there was this uh adapting to to the new climate um and then it's something that's kind of stuck and and maybe it will stay um and it is an innovation and it's not it's not bad i mean is it slightly inconvenient? Yes, compared to the old way where someone threw a piece of paper at you that had all the information needed on it. Mm-hmm. They sent you an encyclopedia to the restaurant. Max, you seem perplexed by this. You're though. saying that the QR code thing is not bad? It's I think it is it's so bad. I well, think it's I think it I think it I think it makes a difficult entry for people who like you said are not tech savvy, people who might not have smartphones. How are you supposed to eat at a restaurant if you don't have a device to read the QR code? And then you're sitting there and everyone is sitting and staring at their phones. And you're telling me that if you're at a table of four and everyone is staring at their phones, one of those four people isn't then all of a sudden looking at their notifications. It's a way it's it just gets us to look at our devices even more in one of the few settings where we're actually face to face with people that we we like. It's I think it's really bad. I don't spend that much time looking at a menu when I'm somewhere. So so maybe maybe I'm not thinking about it in the way that you are. You make really good points that I don't really have a counter to other than what I'm I'm saying it's not bad because I don't find it tremendously inconvenient and I don't think it's tremendously inconvenient for a lot of people. That may not be most people. Um but you know, I think that it has not been a tremendous burden, but I am also not thinking of uh, people who don't have smartphones. But, you know, are the places that, like, okay, um, Riverside and Charlottesville, which we were talking about before this, I don't think that they have QR codes. They I think sure that, don't. I think a lot of places don't have QR codes. We just may be going to places that have QR codes. So when I said everywhere earlier, it is a very privileged and fortunate everywhere. Yeah, and and to be fair, Riverside has had the same laminated menus since I I'm sure 1997, uh, and they also have uh, the the backlit sandwich board, you know, up on the wall. Yeah. Um, but but it it is, it is certainly something that you see more, like, it's not a universal thing across restaurants. It is it is definitely a certain class, but I I think. Yeah. I think both of you are making good points. I think that it's something uh, in the Pierce column. It's something that doesn't inherently have to be bad. Like, you know, uh, if you were to strip all of the context out of it, menu on your phone versus paper menu in your hand, one's not good and one's not bad. The problem, as is always the case, is humans. Yeah, and and Max, one thing I will say in the bad column that that I was hoping to get to is what I noticed with a lot of these QR codes is is do you know um, 
Do you know where their menus are hosted? I don't. They're they're all they're all uh, like Amazon S three buckets. So mm. most of the menus are hosted by Amazon. So yeah, you don't have to pay for paper anymore, or lamination. But um, you know, it's it is going to the second billionaire in the sky's pocket, um, uh, which which is uh, unfortunate. But but also, mm-hmm. Sean, you mentioned what I think, what I've thought about with this a lot, which is so this is the solution that some places have taken. It's forward thinking may be the wrong word but like hey let's let's harness some technology but i do also think of um the places that have the menu on the wall or have the menu under your table or just having it in like one place i mean hell you have things like uh dessert carts that go around how cool would it be if they just pushed around a little cart that had all the food available on it like it's it's interesting that we have not seen a couple different approaches to this because i think these same places that could think hey let me make this new qr code i'm surprised that there i haven't seen other things that are also creative and making it so that you're not touching the same thing as everyone else. So are you, are you sort of, uh, to t- take that out to its logical extreme, are you just arguing that everything should be the automat where you sit at a counter with a rolling conveyor belt going by with sandwiches and I, potato I do, salad on it? I, I do appreciate, and I think that there is a, a word in Japanese for it, um, which I do not know, but having the lifelike models of food in the window so you can see what is on offer. Um, and, and this is a thing that you can buy when you go there. You're like, hey, I really want green eggs and ham in, in plastic form. That's what if your product weird, offering, cool. what if you go to a soup place? <laughs> oh, I think, a, a, you know, the difference between a pea soup and a clam chowder and a chicken noodle in in just kind of that that plastic form would be pretty cool i mean that's that's i i'm sure it could be done i am not a in the uh, plastic arts but do, do you are you secretly holding a million shares of like the company that makes you know the joke dog vomit and you're hoping that they are gonna like make a pivot into food models is is this I, a is this a meme stonk Play Remember when everyone bought a 3D printer and they're all sitting in like creatives, you know, the 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 back of of their. Do I remember when everyone bought a 3D printer? No, the fuck I don't, because it didn't happen. <laughs> well, th- this is the logical conclusion of that everyone just well, dusts well, off their 3D printers. Well, if all these restaurants printers. had bought their 3D 3D printers, yeah, if they had they bought their 3D, 3D printers, print all their specials. Yeah. Yeah, they can make it out of like extra potato starch. Basically, I mean, I mean to be fair about the innovations, I think that I've I've definitely probably been to at least one or two restaurants that are not changing their menu frequently, and so they've they've taken essentially packing tape or some kind of clear adhesive and taped a QR code to the table when they could have just taped the menu to the table. I think that's kind of I'm surprised that I haven't seen that anywhere. And it, and it gets rid of my issue, which is, so I, I already, I just, I have this issue where, you know, I worked in a restaurant for nine years and I saw slowly but surely more and more people sitting at a table with their loved ones or whoever, and they're just staring at their phones for the entire meal. You'd be surprised. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised. A lot of people do that when they're out to dinner. And now you've yeah. given everyone a reason to start staring at their phones. And so naturally it flows into looking at other things on your phone. Mm-hmm. And I've been out at dinner now with friends in this environment and that's exactly what happens and I, I really think it's it's tragic so why not just tape the menu to yeah. the table yeah Kevin. yeah well 
<clears throat> I was gonna uh, pivot a bit toward other another way that I have found that this has kind of gotten in the way of me having like a more genuine experience. Um, if it's okay to move away from the menu thing, so. I had a friend from out of town visiting this past weekend and I wanted to plan like a Saturday where we get a couple of things. But the issue I had come into is that all these places were telling me that I had to have like a timed entry pass. And so I spent like all weekend or all week, like planning out the things and how long it would take me to get places so that I could get to the place at my timed entry. And for some of the places it was clear that they actually aren't like, you know, taking like they don't actually care about the time entry. Whereas like other places are, and I guess I'm worried that timed entry is going to be a bit more ubiquitous and you have to like, you can't just do things like yeah. naturally and organically. You have to like that, plan yeah, everything. Making a reservation for a bar is, is not a good innovation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have to say, uh, we're not talking about timed entries, but with all of these, I think that there are some that will stick and there are some that won't. I mean, the ubiquity of some of the curbside and delivery options of being able to pick up your food, that takes extra people. Whereas, you know, whereas something like um, the QR codes, um, you don't have to have someone printing out. It, it cuts down on something that, that someone in a restaurant has to do. And for the timed entries, I'm thinking more like a, a, a park or... or some kind of uh, spectacle type well, thing. Like, yeah, the aquarium was one yeah, of the Yeah, and, and I went and did that. Now, theoretically, that's good because that probably means that there are fewer people. And there were not fewer more. people. And that's what I experienced too. Um, but I think that these, theoretically, the QR codes in the timed entry would be helpful and for maybe the consumer, um, certainly for the, the vendor, and maybe those are more likely to stick. Would you like me to tell you why you're wrong? I mean, that's why we have this podcast, yeah. so please. That's a good point. That is arguably <laughs> the mission statement. Um, do, do your job. <laughs> so I, I think we generally agree that all of these changes, in some form or fashion, are enabled or built around uh, innovations and, and taking things that were not previously managed by uh you know computer technology and making them managed by computer technology yes we're, we're all in agreement on that yeah i also can, think it's just like interruptions of like me hanging out with the person i'm trying to hang can, out with. can any of the three of you name even one single time when the tech industry has rolled back an innovation because i can't it's never going away mm. yeah but this is so so now are all restaurants are they are they also tech startups i well we've had this argument eight zillion times before and and the answer to that is no of course they're not but there's going to be eight zillion toast competitors that spring up and try to capture a piece of this business as it gets more and more entrenched. I don't. I think that's a fairly uncontroversial statement. Like Dom, Domino's, we've we've done this before. Domino's is Domino's a tech company, and no, Domino's is not a tech company. Domino's is a mediocre pizza delivery joint. 
but you know I, but I, I i understand i understand where the the idea comes from as as these things get increasingly get you know web development stacks grafted onto them in a way that makes like makes it feel like their business has fundamentally changed in some way like i i get that but yeah i, I don't know i'm i'm pretty uh i i think it's been <laughs> made abundantly clear that i'm i'm pretty down on on how this is going to go yeah, yeah. I, well I, the, with the timed entry i think the part that i worry about is that they might find that it is it's very helpful because like i am prepaying before i go so like if i I prepaid for the aquarium. So if I wake up and feel kind of like bored on the, or like lazy on the Saturday, I'm like, well, I guess I'll still go to the aquarium, even though I don't really want to. And I'll, perhaps that might push me to do things that I otherwise wouldn't do. But also it's, I don't know, it's just annoying that I can't just wake up and be like, what do I feel like doing today? Oh, of course. And, and it comes back to the idea that the aquarium or the restaurant or the, the sports team is only interested in helping you the consumer in as much as it will facilitate you continuing to help them with your business yeah and i will try to be optimistic here with with you know max i think your big complaint which is from a very good place is that maybe we can be thoughtful about this and think about how Yes, I do have to look at my... I have to be very purposeful in that I'm looking at the menu on my phone. But then I need to put my phone away and I need to be thoughtful about this time. Also, it should be easy to be optimistic in this way because we are now... You know, the reason we're doing this is because we could not really go to these places. And now we are. So, like, put the phone down. Now, sometimes I pick up my phone and and I do the the crossword with the person across from me. So we are having a discussion while looking at our phones. Is that still kind of weird? Yes. But it's like you can be thoughtful about this technology that is in some way augmenting your experience. And I think that maybe this is... This is a good set of training wheels for that. Do we think it's going to be a good innovation when the our phone can kind of sense what item we want based on like our body temperature or whatever, and can just pick what we want at the restaurant instead of making us we'll just order for us? Wait, that sounds yeah. great. I mean, as long as it doesn't get as as dark as the um, basically the airport uh, bar situation where you just everything is through the iPad in front of you, that is a horrible experience, and I find that very dark. Well, I'd have to assume that that's, that's like, the best avenue for that to happen, because plausible, like, I could even think through the architecture for, like, how you do that now. Like, if you're ordering off an iPad, it's got a camera, the camera's on, it's tracking your eye movement, it's tracking what's scrolling on the page, and it's got a gyroscope, it's got an accelerometer in it, and maybe you you start sort of like vibrating essentially when you find something you like. Like it's it's crazy, but it's not that crazy. <laughs> I'd, 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 how how yeah, how did uh, the tablet know I wanted blueberry pancakes? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, didn't oh, want I blueberry pancakes. I, could I, mean, right now. I I think that 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 gets 
very logically dark very quickly there i i can see that this will probably happen but i that doesn't mean i want to delve into the reality i was just gonna say i, I know that for the next times that i go to a restaurant i am not going to bring my smartphone and they will find a way to accommodate me. I know I went to one restaurant, like I said, that had a QR code. And I said, do you have a paper menu? And they said, this is, yes, one this, second. Well, and they brought me a paper menu, and there was no issues. And if places don't do that, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to bring my phone into a restaurant if I'm eating with people that I like. And I usually am. So I, I'm not going to do it. And sure. we'll see what happens. Well, and just so you know, you don't have to, like, actually not bring your phone. You can just say, like, oh, I don't have a phone. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, I don't want to lie. You. I, I'm not, honestly, but they're not going to throw you out for that. They're not going to say you told a fib about whether or not you had a smartphone. No, Get but out. You know, I don't want to be the person the, who's like, I'm allergic to dogs. To, my and... issue is looking at my phone when I'm supposed to be spending quality time with someone. Yeah, and so I, I, for I, that reason, it's maybe partially self control. I'm not trying to police anyone else. I'm policing myself. I'm giving myself, hey, this yeah, is some you. a dedicated two hour block where I don't have a a mini computer giving me notifications that I don't need to see right away. But my brain, my, my, my stupid mush brain has convinced me that I need to see them right away or they're going to disappear. Um, th- this, this reminds me of the Hamilton Nolan um, piece he wrote about going into what I'm pretty sure was sweet green. And uh, he didn't, he, he didn't have a card with him. He just said cash. And he's like, no, he will take my, and they're like, we're cash. He's like, this is worth something. I'm holding it as worth something. Take this. And they yeah. accepted it. I'll go to a restaurant eventually. with a $100 bill in my pocket and no technology, <laughs> no credit cards, no nothing. It's all I have on me. All right. So, so Luddite Max. See, that's when they will throw you out because they will assume that you are a hitman there to kill someone. <laughs> I'm there to kill some garlic bread. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's, that's okay. It. That's, that's it. our that's our sign to to wrap up this increasingly bleak and grim conversation and and move to something that always makes us smile. Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for today? Oh, you know, it just hit me. The way to summarize this one um, is is don't hate the player, hate hate the game. Um, and it's you know, Sean, I think you're going to appreciate where this goes. Um, I I think it is very difficult um to to build your so-called brand and sometimes when you're building your brand there are certain artists that that i find i find their brand not for me and and that becomes very difficult especially when they put out art that i hear about and i'm like but i'm thinking of their brand and the artist and i i can't get over that and in this case I have realized that I can appreciate this artist's art and not focus so much on on the branding. And this is the game. And they are playing that game. And I think it has served them well. So wait, before so, before we do the big reveal, you're saying you found someone that you can step back and appreciate the art and mm-hmm. enjoy the player while hating the game. Yes. Okay. Good. I've I've come around to I think the the game is is the problem here and it, it's yeah, I knew this before but it's all clicking. So of course, um I I am discussing Sean, uh the fact that in my household I have come to appreciate the art, the the product that is cook this book. Um because so this is Molly Bass's book. So the apology is to Molly Bass. It's a really good cookbook. 
it is the the way it is presented the art of it you know the, the obviously the pictures are great and everything else it's really good sometimes i find their brand not for me but it is for a lot of people and that is what helps you to get that foothold so that you can sell your book and get your art out there and it's really hard to turn that off it it it, it echoes the, like you see someone all the time and everything it's like I don't know this this person is for me and and for me that that kind of you know scares me a little bit with people i'm like can i still appreciate their art away from the discussion sphere and in this case i'm really glad that i gave it a chance um and cook this book molly baz really good check it out i i'm i'm glad you said that so for for max and kevin whose eyes i can see glazing over through skype uh molly baz is a uh, I don't even know what you would describe her as. A, a food person. Uh, yeah. Formerly of the Bon Appetit Test developer. Kitchen. Uh, recipe developer. And her style, particularly in, uh, you know, in the videos she used to do for Bon Appetit and also in her social media presence, you know, takes an approach that I, I think you'd characterize as, you know, making cooking accessible but taken to a bit of an extreme where it gets kind of like silly and borderline almost like baby talk isn't the right way to describe it, but like it's in that sort of, uh, it's in that sort of arena where like everything has a a snappy shortened name. Like my eyes glaze over whenever anyone refers to uh, nudes N O O D S just call them it, fucking noodles or, it, or pasta feels... or whatever, or whatever it is. Call it that, um, that, that sort of thing. But like all mm. the time, like that would be a light example for, for Molly Boz. And so mm. Pierce and I have discussed on several occasions him feeling like, uh, you know, Molly Boz's brand is pretty aggressively not for him. And mm-hmm. And I, I would push back and say, like, yeah, it's probably not uh, because she is trying to to perform a task that you don't really need performed for you because you don't find home cooking especially intimidating. And there are lots of people that do. And so yeah, I'm, gotcha. I'm glad to see I, I'm glad to see that you've come around a little bit, too, because I've I've had some some people. Uh, cook stuff from the book which I do not own uh, and it looks fantastic and they've even like some people have sent you know screenshots of of pages from the book and it's not quite so much in that style it's much more like it's a you're buying a regular cookbook mm-hmm. uh, and and so like I think I think part of why you're coming to this realization is that she's maybe met you on your terms a little more <laughs> Uh, the cookbook is written in a way into the jokiness and in short words it's like i think a lot of people are able to bond over oh this person is my friend it's just this Mm -hmm. is the way we talk we're very online and we talk like that i don't want that i i want something different which is you know show me your skills and how you develop a recipe and make it uh, accessible um and that's what the book is. So it speaks to me. Also, heavy use of QR codes in the book because she QR codes to videos of her making the stuff, which is brilliant. I have not used them, but they're all over the place. So yeah, QR I think that's everywhere. a really cool thing. 
Yes, Kevin. I was going to say, we, if we want a new segment for the podcast ever, there could be a segment where Sean explains a conversation that he and Pierce had <laughs> over the group chat during the week where Max and I just didn't understand any of it. You realize that's like a third of our podcast it's episodes, five right? Five segments a day. Yeah. <laughs> I just I some... can't believe what Buzz Madrin did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Can't believe that news came out. Excellent name invention there. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, hopefully we we've we all feel now like we've been included <laughs> a little bit, uh, which means we can uh, we can wrap up with a big idea from pop culture. And and look, speaking of speaking of of bringing people into the fold, uh, our. our uh, our, our music this week is uh, the the classic uh, New Orleans hip hop R and B track "Back That Ass Up" by Juvenile. Oh, and there's a reason for that. Um, you know, we've, does we've it been, have to do with the death? Uh, hmm. No, it does not have to do with the the death that you're thinking of, which is another conversation that you and I had earlier. Um, <laughs> but it it does have to do with deaths more broadly. Uh, because we've been talking about changes that restaurants have made in response to the COVID pandemic. And, and look, the Delta variant is out here in these streets. And uh, there are still a whole bunch of people that have not been uh, been vaccinated. And as a result, I don't know whose idea this was. But someone decided that they would... Uh, put together a PSA campaign, uh, let's say maybe targeted at the black community. And their brilliant idea for that was to hit up Juvenile and Manny Fresh to do a 2021 COVID-inflected remix called Vax That Thing Up, which is all about the fact that you should get vaccinated so you can get back to having sex with strangers. It is the most unbelievable thing. It is almost impossibly corny. Uh, Manny Fresh actually has a line that goes, I want to say it's, I love the way you hold me eggplant emoji and almost threw my computer out a window. It just... It's so I finally understand the idea of something being so bad that it's actually good because this I don't I, I don't even feel comfortable calling it a remix because it's really not. It's a bad parody uh, and it's an awful parody, but it is oddly magnetic and I've watched it I've watched the video of it maybe eight times uh, because I just... I can't, I can't look away from the train wreck, and and I I intentionally uh, did not send it to you guys before this because I I want you uh, to to go click on the link when I send it to you after we hit stop and and go experience it for yourselves. So, uh, so yeah. at some point we'll have to talk about how the eggplant, which is a perfectly good vegetable, has been besmirched in the last five to ten years. It will never be the same. You know what? And that's terrible. 
no. You have to we're, talk we're, to your we're, kids uh, about we're, eggplant, eggplant we're, some point awareness, man. We're actually not. We're oh, actually man. not. Talk to your kids about what eggplant means. We're, this is absurd. Yeah, we're but we're not going to have to talk about that on the podcast. We're in fact, we're absolutely not going to talk about that on we the should, podcast. Yeah, we should Hard edict. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, if you're if you're feeling brave, <laughs> go. Uh, I, I found it on the the Twitter of comedian Roy Wood Jr. Uh, so you also could probably just search vax that thang up and yes it is thang uh so yeah that's uh that's what juvenile and manny fresh are doing these days you know what if 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 you people uh would just get vaxxed um and and i mean some of the people in rural georgia um where i live if you would just get vaxxed we wouldn't have to do this I just I just want to point out that after after the entire setup of of this discussion, one of the four of us chose to say you people. Well, I, I clarified who I meant. It's not it's not <laughs> so having a tropic thunder flashback. What do you mean, you people? What do yeah. you mean, you people? As as someone who has observed that a lot in the state that I live, the the one that is further sure. south than you all. It is understood who I'm talking about. It, yes, we're uh, being uh, being tongue in cheek because you are are also the person who loves to remind us that words matter. Yes. So, uh, but that's that seems like a, a perfect note to to get out of here on. So uh, that's that's the end of the podcast. You can find us at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com, or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. Uh, if you do that, please leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Matt. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Drop it like it's hot, drop, drop it like it's hot. CMB, make you drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot.